is Kim from Kim Cinema Escape and Tom from Kill Club, and it's episode five of Cin Rumble. And we're going five already. I know it's, we've come a long way. I feel done. Done some we've good come, work. We've come through coronavirus and got to episode five and not not died yet. Yeah, or just not probably a bit morbid. <laughs> yeah, not given up is maybe the right word. We're sticking yeah. with it. Um, but we got another different episode today. I think we mentioned in the last episode we were going to be doing some kind of quest, quest like Q and A type thing, but slightly different. We asked for questions that were kind of hopefully spark a bit of a debate between us, haven't we? Yes. So uh, we have decided we asked our followers on Instagram to send us some questions, um, and we've picked two that we think should kind of you know fit out the episode but we've got a few others if we get through them as well um yeah. do you want to explain what the first one is um yeah let me just uh let me just find it me being prepared <laughs> so the first one is it's a similar debate to what i think films kind of lacking a bit behind because this has already happened in the music world but it's a physical versus streaming now it's it's an interesting one because both have their merits but i'm kind of firmly aligned more to one than the other and i'm going to make you guess what that is kim well considering you said to me the other day that you're probably going to surprise me i'm assuming that was relating to this question and i'm going to say you prefer streaming no oh okay no, i i prefer physical oh okay i prefer I prefer physical from a collecting perspective because I'm a bit of a hoarder. Mm. So I like to buy things. I never watch them, as I've explained to you. Most of them are in plastic wrap still. And that's where I prefer streaming on the other side of it because it's the availability. It's Most of it's there all the time. It's normally of a better quality than a dodgy Blu-ray or a DVD. I mean, probably 60% of my collection is still dvd format mm. but i think my love affair with physical goes all the way back to being a kid because my my granddad used to in the early days of sky Bo- sky box office and sky movies oh god yeah like, way back <laughs> like co- co- probably mid late mid 90s late 90s mm. early 90s like 93 94 i don't know he used to record films this is totally illegal he used to record films on his VHS recorder from Sky Movies when they premiered. And he used to make the covers on the boxes. <laughs> so he used, to, he used to cut out from Empire magazine and all the film magazines, because, yes, physical magazines used to be a thing. I think they still are, but I don't know if anyone buys them. But he used to cut and make all the covers for the for the record for the VHS he recorded and then in his loft he used to keep all of the films so he used to record them for no one else other than himself yeah and he just used to keep all of them in the loft and he had but he had an enormous VHS video library and they were some of the maddest covers ever and sometimes he'd slip in like little secrets and hidden things in in the collages he used to make yeah. I think I've actually got two of them but that's why I prefer physical because I just think there's something there's something nice about having something physical. Yeah. 
to hold but i think in terms of availability and quality to watch streaming is obviously if you've got internet streaming is way ahead because you know i've watched i think as i said last night i was watching saving private ryan and i know that the quality of that that i was watching is better than if i'd have stuck my dvd on yeah so what about you i'm i'm similar i'm i'm all for physical media and i don't you know that i've got my i'm the same i've got loads of dvds i'm trying to build up my blu-ray um because they're better quality but i just love having the physical thing even if i don't like i do this all the time and i don't know if it's just me but i will have so much of my collection is on like Netflix or Amazon or now TV. And just for ease, I'll put it on, on the streaming services because I can't be lazy and I just can't be bothered to, you know, I find it, I think that kind of um, was the same if ever like a film was on TV, but it was one I already had. I'm more likely to watch it because I'm like, Oh, that's on. I really like that. But I struggle to sit through choosing out of all my films but i much prefer to have a physical thing i like to look at it and just proud of what i've made over the years <laughs> I... yeah i think for me it's not if i've if i've been to cinema or if i've if i've watched something and i think i want to keep that mm. i'll go, i will buy i'm not i'm not a steel case person because i know there's a load of people not dissing it but lots of people that have got this fascination about buying 18 different versions of the same film because mm. the case changes that hurts my head i don't know why you do that but anyway <laughs> i think if it's really decent and i've enjoyed it it goes on the list or my amazon basket and i'll buy it for myself because i like to think oh, i'll keep that but then i would then as i said i'll never i'll never watch it because it will just stay wrapped in its plastic because more often than not especially with big big blockbustery stuff it's always on, yeah. It's on Now TV, or it's on Netflix, or it's on Amazon, or it's on Disney Plus if it's a Disney thing. So, mm. yeah. But I just I fear for the day when there's going to be too many. I think we're going to hit towards streaming Armageddon at some point. Have we not already um, though? Do you not think there's so well, many services? I think I, I think we're on the cusp. I think we're on the cusp. I think there's in there's just enough now. I mean, it's different in the US because they've started rolling out loads more. Mm. But I think over here, I think it's just it's just enough. As soon as it tips over to another two or three, because there's this stupid BritBox thing which exists, which is all the UK TV shows, and why you'd why you'd want to pay for that anyway? It's been on Terrestrial, or it's, most of it's on iPlayer. Yeah, I was going to say that's um, the one. It's like loads of it's on Net because BBC have got a deal with Netflix, haven't they? Loads of their stuff goes on there, yeah. or it's on just all the free TV um, catch-up exactly. services. It's a bit of an odd one, that one. I do see ads yeah. for that on Facebook. I'm like, who but, um, pays for that? Hello. Hi. <laughs> have you kept recording? I have. Good. It's fine. You can just cut that out of the middle. <laughs> I don't know Did what you lose signal there. or something? I don't know. It's Well, maybe. I've only got like one bar, but normally oh, it's... I've got full bars. Oh. Um, can't remember where we were. Um, we were talking about streaming armageddon oh yeah Britbox. most of that's on the free things blah 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 oh, i said after that so yes i think we're kind of at the point where we've got too many just about at the cusp of too many mm. but um yeah no streaming streaming's good if you've got a good internet and you can watch you can watch films in 4k unless obviously you've got a 4k ultra hd player because you're a maniac 
and you can sit and buy 20 you're happy to sit there and pay 27 pounds for a film um <laughs> it's nice they're just on the they're on the services so yeah there's this pros and cons for both i think one of the big things i miss and it goes back to obviously what i said at the beginning about my granddad making his own covers it's the artwork because i know you see a flat image on like now tv and netflix and mm. that stuff, but there's something about the artwork on a box yeah i just like i like that's that's a I had the same thing when music started stop stopped being CDs as much. You know, I like having little, you know, the little book and little artwork book inside, and looking at the cases and all that kind of shit. I just think I'm, because I'm a bit designy at heart. I quite like, I quite like that side of it, which is another reason why I'm a bit more towards physical and streaming. But you don't under. But you say that, but you say you don't get the whole like steelbook and different editions and stuff, though. Like that's basically why people get all those different editions is because it's like collectors and different. Yeah, but I, I'm also frugal. Like I'm not a maniac. I don't just buy the same thing eighteen times. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm, I've kind of like, because I was always just like, if I've got a copy, I don't really care. I've got it. But then when I started my Instagram account, I kind of discovered the kind of breadth of the special editions and the collector's editions and different formats and stuff and I was like oh my god and I like I don't go mad at all because I can't I can barely afford to buy that many films these days anyway Mm. um but I've started if I've got a bit of money or it's a birthday or Christmas I'll ask for those like special edition ones because they can be expensive like I think I bought one I've got one criterion blu-ray I've not watched it yet. <laughs> Stellaris. It's like three hours long. And I'm like, I need to be in the mood for this. I can't, I can't watch mm. it yet. I can't just pop it on. But that was like £25. Um, yeah, well, we've, we've, got, we've got some special edition. We've got like a massive alien head with the quadrilogy of the old films in it. And it's mm. from, a, from an old DVD rental shop. Yeah. Yes, those were a thing as well. God, showing our age. But yeah, <laughs> you know, that was expensive. But... That's just because we, I, I get, I, I get why people do it, but I mean, when you see people and they've got, I, I don't know who it was, and apologies if you're listening, don't hate me, but somebody had probably forty different versions of Drive, or something, and I was just like, why, why? <laughs> no. There can't be that many different cases that you get excited about. But no, I get that. I think I've got two copies of Drive. Because I, I did I have, buy some steelbooks. Um, I got a steelbook of it and I've got a DVD. But that a lot of my um, steelbooks I got in like CEX or I think when Zavi had a sale or something. Zavi. Yeah. Zavi. But um, I, my favourite, um, and they don't do that many editions, is the Second Sight um, kind of box editions of certain films. I love them. They look amazing. I've only got two. I've got the Changeling and in Bruges, and they're just beautiful. I love them. Mm. And if I like, if I was to win the lottery tonight in the Euro Millions, fingers are crossed, I <laughs> bought my ticket. Um, I would like uh, the movie collection I'd have would be of the movie collection of dreams, and I would literally just mm. buy every single film I could possibly think of if it had a special edition, get the best special edition possible. I wouldn't have multiple. Mm. Like, I wouldn't do that because there's no point. But I'd get, like, say, all those Second Sight editions, all the Criterions, all the Arrow. Like, oh, that would be the dream. And then I wouldn't need any streaming services because I have everything. Do you do you upgrade? So, like, do you... Because 
all of my like favorite my my favorite films that I've got most of them mm. when the next format comes out I normally slowly swap them over so, um, even though I don't watch them that's the mad, mad thing I'll, I I I've literally I think I've got a copy of Inception here you go film bro I've got a copy of Inception <laughs> in DVD format still wrapped and I've got a copy in Blu-ray format still wrapped like I do, I just think I go. I've got it for a few films actually. Yeah. But it's like, do do you upgrade? I'm. Oh. I would like to. I haven't got any. Say if I've got um, like I said, I've got a DVD copy of Drive, but then I've got a steel book. I wouldn't um. Just get the the standard. Yeah, again. I think I would um. I would like to eventually have as many of my DVDs as Blu-ray, but I would just do that over time. I wouldn't rush out to get it. I'd rather get new stuff that I haven't got for now because I think the ratio to my Blu-ray to DVD, I probably got about, oh, I, got, I don't know, maybe between 100, maybe about 150 Blu-rays, but 700 DVDs. <laughs> so that's going to yeah. take me a while, but I don't, if I, you don't, if you leave yours in the plastic and you don't watch it, why would you bother upgrading? That's my thing. I like because you can get more Blu-rays to a tower than DVDs because they're slightly shorter boxes. Well, that's <laughs> all about your shelves, though, isn't it? Like, I can't, yeah. I can't fit my my um, way my shelves are laid out. I it, I couldn't fit two Blu-rays on top of each other. How are yours? How are yours laid out? You just got them on like bookshelf thing. Yeah, just one that came with my flat, and then I bought another one from IKEA. Which are 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 wanky Argos DVD Blu-ray towers, which have odd sections. So some of the sections are high enough to fit Blu-rays in, and some of them are high enough to fit DVDs in. Oh right, can you move them about? Um, no, because the holes are crap. Ah uh, right. They're awful. Mm. It's one of the things I think when we move will change. Yeah, I'd love to have like I see things on Instagram where people have just like shelves that are literally they sit back so the Blu-ray is out and on. Because mine, they, they're about a good five inches back from the front of the case. Yeah. I'd want them to be, like, fully on display, like, if it yeah, was, ours, like, a film shot. are quite flush. Ours are quite flush. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like having them because it's, like, a... It's a bit of a talking point as well. Oh, God. Yeah, they are. Sometimes for good, you... sometimes for bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get the... You get the... Most people walking go, oh, so what's your favourite film? And you're like, oh, it's just... <laughs> Just shut up. It's like there, there's lots of good films. I do have a favourite, but I'm not going to tell you because you've asked me. But, you know, in, and especially in the height of lockdown when we were there doing Zoom calls and stuff and I was working at the dining room table, which happens to be right next to the Blu-ray tower, people mm. straight away go, oh, is that, is that a DVD collection? I see that. And you have to have to talk to people about it. <laughs> but... um no, it's quite nice. Uh, I mean, I sometimes, when when we're not in a streaming mood and we do fancy actually watching, very rare, we do actually fancy watching, normally normally old, obscure stuff. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's nice to just, it's nice to just peruse it, even though I know what most of it is, just to kind of look for it, you know, just slide a DVD box out and have a look at the back and go, oh, yeah, do you remember this? And slide it back in again. Yeah. It's just a nice, I think it goes back to obviously the days of, yesteryear and memories of blockbuster video yeah i think that's it I, like i think we're quite similar in that way like my um parents 
um especially my dad he's very into like physical he's really into music so he's got yeah. hundreds of cds and loads of vinyl but he also likes the hard copy of films and stuff as well my mum was the same my mum's uses of technology so she could just about <laughs> kind of deal with a blu-ray player but she's just mastered that one she couldn't deal with netflix she'd probably implode but um <laughs> but i just like like you say like going to blockbuster and flicking through and seeing what there is and it's just something about and when you're with someone as well i think it like if, if you've got a friend around or whatever they could going through and picking something it feels better well, that's like even now i go into hmv at lunchtime at work and we've got some younger people in the office i say younger they're early to mid 20s and i walk into hmv and they're like what what are you buying why are you in here and i go i'm not here to buy anything i'm here to just have a flick around you know just <laughs> through all the just yeah just you're going to the world cinema section just popping some of the boxes out and having a look all that kind of stuff it's just i don't know i think it's yeah clinging on to youth yeah i know what you mean i think i think it's just a shame like where people who have like the same feelings but with music for them it's Mm. people kind of see them as very it's almost like a culture thing it's like oh you've got like you've still got cds you've got vinyl like oh that's so cool but when people have films they look at me and they're like all right (laughs) like i think i'm a massive (laughs) geek and i'm like i am but (laughs) so does everyone like so many people still have it but loads of people i know they're like you still buy films and on a dvd and i'm like yeah it's the one thing i have that's like interesting (laughs) so i'm gonna keep doing it and yeah like you say like people find it strange and they always ask me about it and as soon as they walk in they go straight to look at what i've got it's quite nice but yeah, I'll always if I if there's something that's on Netflix which I've never got or like a Netflix original that will come out on Blu-ray, I'll buy the Blu-ray even though it's not on Netflix because I just like to have it and yeah. Um, so our second question and um, that we had was um, kind of came from the um recent famous interview with Martin Scorsese about Marvel not being cinema. So, um. Yeah, do you do you agree with Mr. Scorsese or are you against what he says? I'm against what he says. Mm. Categorically. Yeah. No. I understand I understand it's not it's not oh, how do you how do you say it? It's not particularly uh super classical, true to the art form type thing, but it is cinema it's just big plastic disney fantastic cinema Mm. um yeah i just i don't know what he was on when he was saying that (laughs) it's it's madness in my eyes because it's it's made for the big screen i mean that those films if they're not in a cinema which ostensibly makes them cinema they're they're half as much you know watching them at home is not the same as seeing the spectacle of them in the cinema because they are big set piece bang explosions yeah and there is there is some depth to them i know it's a bit superficial but there's there's something there yeah no i know what you mean i think they're getting what? better with having a bit of depth but at the same time i do think they're i don't know i feel the disney as a company have lost a bit of their magic overall like i love the marvel films um but I, 
I agree that they're cinema. I'm not disagreeing on that point, but I do think they've kind of lost a bit of magic across the board. But I, if the Marvel film comes out that I really want to see, I'll go to cinema to see it because, like you say, you have to see it on the big screen. Otherwise, it's not anywhere near yeah. as impactful. But um, I just think that I don't know. My thing is, and it's probably a bit of a tangent from the question, really, is that they aren't bringing out kind of the films we grew up as children. I say like things like Jurassic Park or whatever. They have that proper magic about them. I don't know if that sounds really silly, but I feel like we don't really get that anymore. But maybe it's just because I'm not a kid. I don't know. But I feel like Disney, like all their old classic animated films, have that magic. And all their remakes don't now. And maybe he's just kind of grouping Marvel into that. Whereas I think Marvel is kind of separate. If you take that out, but maybe leave it with just their revamp of the old classics. And then, I hate to say it, and I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but Star Wars, it's all... I'm sorry, what are you saying? What are you saying about Star Wars? I just, Rewind. I've so I've not seen the recent trilogy. I'll watch them eventually, but I think they're going. You haven't seen you haven't seen the recent trilogy. No, I haven't. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying Disney are kind of going overboard with it, <laughs> so it feels less like it's because they want to make it for the fans, but more to do for money. Well, that's absolutely the case. They don't want to make it for the fans yeah like but that's, you ha- that's what you that's what you have to take when you go in into anything i think anything from a big corporate a huge conglomerate especially something like disney mm. you know what you're seeing hasn't been made from love and i think that's where the magic of although disney were big when we were kids they're not the behemoth that they are now and i think that's no. you know they were taking, you know, the grim fairy tales and classic fairy tales, all this kind of stuff, and even, even rarely, their own original IPs, and actually making something with love, you know, because what they did was animation, and you, yeah, and, you know, skill and care and all this kind of stuff, you know, like the original Toy Story. I mean, it's like one of my best, one of my favorite films of all time because of the memories I have of it. Yeah, and 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 it just, it was just wonderful. And and I think, but I think that's Pixar, really. I mean, I know it's Disney Studio, but I just think, yeah, I think I think it's probably down to, and I'm going to slag off the young children again, the kids of today. I think they're so short in their attention spans. Stuff isn't as lovingly crafted. It doesn't need to be. It just needs to shift some units and sell some merchandise, which I know Disney's always done anyway, but I think it's been done. I think the films came first. Yeah. Then commercialized, whereas now I think it's like Power Rangers, you know. Yeah. It's it's let's let's turn it into it's a toy first, then let's make a cartoon like Transformers. It's a toy first, and let's make it into a cartoon. Mm. And I think that's what unfortunately Disney's getting. And I think that's you're right. It's what it's doing with Star Wars. It's what it's doing with Marvel. They're looking at all the ways they can make money out of it before they make it, rather than thinking let's actually make a story that people. Yeah, I kind of don't think that Marvel fits into that though because I think I know um, Star Wars is. I'm assuming it's still Lucasfilm doing it as a subsidiary. I don't know because I've not seen it. But no, or is it pure Disney? Weren't they? So it's 
it's kind of it's it's Lucasfilm only in name. None of the heart of what it was is there. It's just Disney, right? Cause I, was... I mean, you can just see when you watch the new trilogy because you know you've seen the Porgs, whatever they are, the little bird things. I mean, mm. it's just full of it's full of Disney stuff to make merchandise from yeah that's what i was gonna say like i feel like every time a star wars film comes out now there has to be some weird little cute thing that all the kind of non-fans can cling on to and be like oh my god it's so cute i'm a star wars fan like it just really winds me up like so much it's the same with it's the same with baby yoda in mandalorian yeah i mean the issue the issue is with the mandalorian is it's actually decent Mm. it's probably the best thing star wars has done since the original trilogy yeah um but yeah, no, it's just Disney, isn't it? That's what they do. Yeah, I, do, I I think Marvel kind of can be brought out of that idea a little bit, though. I feel like Marvel as a studio, you know, a subsidiary of Disney, still have a bit of. Obviously, they're pumping the films out like there's no bloody tomorrow, mm. and it's a bit exhausting at times to keep up with it. But they've got enough creative control to kind of. Yeah. They bring in like proper. They're bringing in proper directors now. They're getting. Um, proper directors, eh, Kim? Proper directors. Like, auteur, not auteurs, but you know what I mean. Like, they've got Taika Waititi now, James Gunn. It's not just anyone doing it. And they kind of did that with Star Wars. they got uh, Ryan Johnson and stuff in. But I feel like they're trying to get more creative within that with Marvel. And um, mm. the guy who runs it, what's his name? I can't think of his name. But he's... I don't know. Well, um, Kevin Matey. Kevin Feig. Is it Feig? Feig, that's it. Feig, Feig, Feig. I think it's Feig. Feig, Feig. Everyone says it differently. Um, He's, it's, I think, I don't know, it's a bit of a weird balance between allowing, they're trying to get more creative with it now. Um, So I I feel like it kind of comes out of that, but it's the Disney remakes and the kind of attitude around Star Wars is ruining that part of sin it's not ruining cinema but like it's just i i rarely want to go and see a big blockbuster anymore i'd rather I mean the disney the disney remakes live action remakes are trash it's just i mean pointless and it's it just it's taking away i think this is where i'm saying the magic is being lost the kind of multiplex cinemas are being dominated by all these films which no one really gives a shit about <laughs> like mm. really like you probably go and see them because why not but how they're not really impactful in any way on the kind of culture of film and it's just money it's just bringing in money and like yeah you know and then with like marvel and star wars at least they're kind of got this massive fan base but with disney is it just why not just i don't know it's yeah i think what what what's annoying with disney is they obviously they have the ability to create fresh stuff i mean you only mm. got to look at frozen and you've only got to look at moana and you've only got to look at even coco which i saw for the first time the other day which is just wonderful mm. i can't believe i hadn't seen it yeah and it actually had a bit of depth and heart and felt like a disney film coco was the first i know it's again i think it's a bit of pixar in there but like coco was the first disney film i'd watched in a long time and actually thought oh that was sweet yeah. You know, it's kind of a bit like their shorts they do. Like the shorts before the Pixar films are probably the most Disney things that happen mm. nowadays. But yeah, the remakes, especially stuff like The Lion King, is oh. so, so egregiously rubbish. 
Like it was just it, the fact that they could, the fact that they even did that, like carbon copy, frame for frame, exactly the same, just with a new voice cast and less fun because everyone everything's real, and cold, stony, horrible dead eyes. And yeah. No emotion and no color. It was just like, Ugh, why even do that? And I can't even think how a kid would enjoy it. I know, and everything is just word for word. It's the same. Yeah. Like I was watch I went to the cinema to see it with my sister and we were like, Oh yeah, we'll just go watch it. We both love the original. And even though it is like literally exactly the same script, how oh it's just pointless. I think that's just what gets me, but yeah. How how can you copy something that is you know, Lion King, nineteen ninety four, three, whenever it came out was I remember queuing with my mum and my little brother outside the cinema and getting upset because we couldn't get in because all the seats had been filled up this was in a half term so we had to we literally got to the door and they were like no unfortunately there's no tickets left yeah it's before internet booking and all that kind of stuff you had to queue up yeah and um and i just and i remember then finally seeing it like a few weeks later and it just being the best thing i've ever seen and then i got it on vhs at christmas and all that kind of stuff and it yeah it's just i just don't how can you take something exactly the same and make it make it that that much worse? Mm. I mean, I absolutely hated it, but then I think because I watched the original when I was a kid. But I think nowadays, if you sat a kid in front of the original or the new version, they'll go for the original every time because it's a cartoon. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, definitely. It's like they don't want to watch photorealistic lions badly miming along to the songs. I know. It just doesn't... That, that's strange to me. It was the same with the Jungle Book. Like the Jungle Book is watchable. Like that. That's yeah. like a solid three out of five. <laughs> that's probably mm. the best one there is. Um... But it's because they gave it a bit of a dark edge, and they kind of and they didn't overplay the songs. They just had little tweaks, and they let the actors use themselves. If that was, you know what I mean? Like Bill Murray is Baloo. He was Baloo, wasn't he? Yeah. He, you know, did a bit of the song as they were paddling down the river, but it wasn't like the whole set piece like it was in. The animation so it kind of it, it worked really well yeah but yeah seeing kind of like faux realistic animals singing a song was just bizarre and it just mm. i think it's um because john favreau did both of them didn't he yeah he's like the new disney fucking uh he's just overtaking Go-to it all. Guy. yeah and it's a shame because he is a good director but he's kind of being wasted on this i think and mm. um and obviously he was the one who started the mcu exactly and he's exactly. not been brought back into that that would be better i don't know i think kind of we have definitely gone off a tangent here going back to marvel Sunny <laughs> <laughs> disney um i think marvel has that magic i imagine for a lot of kids that we used to have when we were younger on a mm. different scale yeah entirely but it's made this i think for a start it's kind of made like nerd culture cool on a level that i imagine no one would ever expect like yeah it's kind before of... before you would have had to have read comic books or been into the fan fiction side of it to actually really know who captain america really was do you know what i mean whereas yeah. now everyone knows who he is because he's you know been in the cinema and he's probably sitting on your dvd shelf mm. it's yeah it it has brought but then i think and this is where i've always been a a dc fan is because i just think because it's a bit more i think because because it's darker and it's 
its characters are a bit darker. I just think it lends itself better to being called cinema than Marvel, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think Marvel is like dead formulaic, but I think it's taken them too long, sadly. But now, they're, like I said, they're starting to get a bit more creative freedom mm. um, with bringing in, like, I guess you take the Thor trilogy, for instance, my nemesis, Kenneth Branagh, I like I like the first first one. The second one was like it's okay. It's not the best. I think it's probably widely agreed that that's one of the worst yeah. ones Thor in the. the Dark World is crap. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll right still enjoy there. it, but it's not good. But um, Ragnarok is amazing. It's one of it's my, my favorite. Ragnarok. Yeah, I think it's top five for me, and I think that kind of took the. Or maybe actually it's probably Guardians of the Galaxy to prefer because that came first. Having yeah. James Gunn come in and do that, it changed popular mainstream cinema. And I don't think a lot of people realised it, all just because of the soundtrack. Mm. And I think if a film has an impact like that, it can't be ignored and just disregarded. It's like, oh, it's not cinema. It's like, if, exactly. something, if something has an impact and kind of has this mass following but not just like oh like like a passionate following that's basically what star wars back was back in the day it started off as like a cult thing but it can't be called cult anymore because it's just huge you know Mm. i think um i think guys of the galaxy was the one that kind of started it on this trajectory of if it's going to be formulaic, at least make it different and fun and quirky and having that soundtrack in every bloody like popular film is doing that with soundtracks now you know yeah. and um even the dceu pick, picked up on that and um and it's great i like that but it's kind of like now they need to kind of find something else to make it fresh and different so i think with the next doctor strange movie making it a bit more horror-esque yeah. we'll do that and then with taika waititi and with thor he's made it like this kind of weirdly comedic but not in like a really boring way that we've come to get used to with the Marvel universe. It's just like, it's a bit different. And um, I think allowing that to kind of people just to go off in their own directions, but within keeping with the universe itself will benefit so much. And yeah, I think that alone makes it cinema to be fair. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think the bigger it's gotten, the, the happier Disney Marvel are, for people to experiment mm. and i think you there will be one or two that won't work yeah and it and it's and it's hoping that there's not a retraction back to you know same old same old and it and, it, and they keep going in the let's try some different stuff direction but it's funny you're saying about gardens of the galaxy and soundtrack because that that for me is one of the things that made it stand out obviously chris pratt because he's a He's one of my favourites. I'd watched him on Parks and Rec for years, mm. and knowing he was in that, I, it just, yeah. But the soundtrack, I remember, I downloaded it straight away yeah. after watching the film, and then I remember playing. I played it in my car for like half the year after seeing it, mm. and I was, and I was, I was going to visit my mum, I think, and we went down the shops or something. And I can't remember what song it was that was playing. She was like, "Why have you got this on?" I go, oh, "It's from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy." And it, and it kind of nice that a film bridged that generational gap. I, like it's a song I'd never heard of before. It's probably super famous, but I'd never heard it before. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just and that's that's where I think you know, 
you're right, Marvel as a, is more of a cinematic proposition now, I think, than it ever was. It has always been, but more so now because I think it has more of an impact. Yeah, um, they're exploring more avenues now and not being too... I mean, there's obviously been some issues down the line, I think. Like I said with Doctor Strange, originally it was meant to be Sam Raimi, and they got rid of him, which I think was a... Oh, they missed an opportunity there. I think I think yeah. it's sad that they've not gone with him. But um yeah, they're definitely allowing that um they're just to flourish a bit more because otherwise it would just be so stale. You know, we've had twenty two twenty two, twenty three films out now and it's yeah. just like well, depends depends if you count Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk or not. Oh well it it is part of it. I had It's not it is I ignore it. It's crap. Just because it's bad doesn't mean it's not in it. It is no, Nick Fury turns up in it. It doesn't fit. Or is, is, or is it. it Iron Man turns up at the end? I can't remember. Nick Fury or Iron Man turn up in the uh, in the post credit sequence. So you're wrong. <laughs> he's not. He's not my Bruce Banner. <laughs> Wait, is it Mark Ruffalo or is it um, Eric Banner? Mark, Ruff- Mark Ruffalo is is my Bruce Banner. Okay, I was gonna say if you gone back way forward to um, Eric oh, no, Banner. Er- Eric Banner was that that monstrosity was bad. <laughs> that was like hours of waiting for something to happen and when it happened being massively disappointed yeah i can't even tell you anything that happens in that film <laughs> it's like well nothing it's been, nothing does that's the issue with it time. it just it just happened it's just there and it happens and then it ends mm, yeah i mean i know what you mean uh, but yeah i think kind of to maybe round that one off because we went way off topic but good reason i think um, i think it kind of comes back to like i think it's a generational thing and it's like a weird argument that's happened time and time again of like popular culture versus high culture and it marvel's just popular yeah. culture it's just different now it's you know and give it 10 15 years it's probably still going to be bloody going but we'll look back on this and be like oh no that was a really fun time remember when everyone went it, to go see infinity war and how amazing yeah. it was you know what i mean but it's like it'll it'll keep going as long as it's making money oh, as soon as everyone gets bored of it then it will disappear definitely slowly. but it's just popular culture and just because something relies more on entertainment doesn't mean it's not cinema exactly you know it's exactly no two films you know you can't compare for the iron man with seven samurai or 2001 they're completely different and it's just they're all cinema but with different purposes i guess that's all i'd say so yeah and if it gets people into the cinema paying money to watch something on a big screen then i'm all for it exactly yeah exactly so so well done disney and marvel thanks (laughs) for filling our cinemas with shit so people can still go and watch and keep them open for us to go and watch our odd weird films that suddenly sometimes show <laughs> the one screening on like a thursday night yeah. or something like oh that. it's a limited release for a week and it's on one day at an obscure time when everyone's at work mm. oh great thanks for that mm. no <laughs> but yeah so anyway. overall scorsese is wrong all right that's that that's that put to bed full stop <laughs> don't care who he is he's wrong <laughs> But yeah, well, we oh. didn't really debate too much, did we? That was quite an amicable. No, uh... we, that's why I said you'd be surprised because I think you thought I'd argue with you, but I didn't. Oh no, I said <laughs> I said that we're going to agree, and then you were like, "No, you're surprised." I was like, "God, here we go. Well, that's what we're going to disagree on." That that was me trying to make it sound like it's going to be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so this wasn't exciting no, at all. <laughs> it wasn't. It was very boring, and we agreed on everything. We did. We'll leave it there. 
Yeah. Well, there's, only, there's not many... Well, there are things we disagree on, but we normally end up airing it too early before anyone gets a chance to actually hear us argue yeah. about it. And it's normally over frantic messaging on either Instagram or WhatsApp. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry, everyone. Yeah, we need to... Maybe we, um, get, get, we just get read out. We'll just read out a transcript one day of our text <laughs> messages back and forth. We just, we just need some like really polarising questions that aren't too kind of... I don't know. I think one of the questions was um, the separating the art from the artist, which can get a bit contentious. We want polarizing, but not contentious. So if you think yeah. of anything, do let us know because uh, we do disagree on quite a lot. <laughs> but sadly, <laughs> these ones we just didn't. But oh well, it was a good good conversation. It was a good debate. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, I guess we'll um, wrap that up there then. Um, Anything quickly, anything on the radar for you to watch before we go? Uh, no, just doing a bit of a rehash and a re- refresh on that whole Bill and Ted mm. saga because the new one's out, even though it's supposed to be crap, but I don't care. Nostalgia. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've got a load of other stuff that I've got to watch as well. I've mm. um, got Train to Busan sequel, the Peninsula yeah. thing. And I've got Possessor as well, which I still need to see. Oh, that's a good um, one. So I think I'll be watching a few this weekend. Yeah. How about you? Um, I am not too sure on films. I've been watching the new season of The Boys, so there's a new episode each Friday, oh, yeah. so I'm on watching that tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure otherwise. I'm just kind of free to just see what I'm in the mood for. So yeah, mm-hmm. see where the weekend takes me. All right, so that's that. We'll do our usual awkward goodbye. <laughs> yes, very awkward goodbye <laughs> to people other than us two who we're saying goodbye to who we can't see. <laughs> Well, anyway, goodbye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's our sign-off. Just awkwardness. Hello. It's our trademark. Now, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.